Hello and welcome to Two Nerds Sitting on a Couch, in which two nerds sit on a couch and discuss science fiction and fantasy. So this one is a little bitty bonus episode um, because we did a whole thing on Groundhog Day-like movies, which involved Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, which is just like Groundhog Day. Yes, and then Map of Tiny Perfect Things and... Um, Palm Springs. Palm Springs, which, you know, they, they're all comedies. It, or, no, they're not all comedies, but, you know, yeah. whatever. We They were all kind of thoughtful... Romantic tragedies. Yeah, thoughtful, <laughs> intelligent, sensible movies. And uh, we just found this movie called Boss Level. Which also name checks Groundhog Day. Which, yes, and it is absolutely the same, like, repeating day story. On steroids, like, literally. On like, st- the guy is on steroids. Yeah, he has to be. Um, and... We just sort of wanted to talk about how this is totally unlike all of those other movies. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So it's a Groundhog Day movie, right? So he's achieving enlightenment, right? It's He's trying to construct this perfect day. And, and like Groundhog Day, his concept of a perfect day changes throughout the, the movie. So in the first act, his perfect day is mostly trying not to get killed. Because okay. what happens is every morning he wakes up with this hitman trying to kill him. Like yeah. the hitman kills his the chick he slept with. No, he just she just gets she runs off, or gets killed. I mean, it depends on the on the day, right? Um, and then he, you know, so the the, fir- the first scene is him just sort of like magically avoiding getting killed and like kind of counting down the steps that he has to do right. to avoid getting knifed and then shot by the helicopter outside and then like there's various ways he can handle it um, and then drink his coffee while. Being, being shot knifed. at by a knife, you know, um, whatever. And then he escapes, and then various other hitmen come after him, and he's just confused about it. I mean, this is and probably in the hundreds, so, so, 140 and, times and actually, so far. It actually has, like, number, uh, like, this is number 147. Yeah, so it hasn't been 65. forever. No, it, you get the sense that it's probably been less than maybe a year. Yeah, even. and he's already had military training, so the fighting part, he's, right. he's more or less got... Special parts of it were unrealistic. When he learns how to sword fight, and it only takes him, like, 10, 10 15 days. Yeah, days. But Come whatever. on. But, um, so the, the main character is uh, Frank Grillo, or Grillo, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, and he... He... In, in Welsh, it's Grillo. <laughs> it is Grillo. Anyway, he was in the Purge movies. Oh. He plays a bad guy in the Marvel universe, like a like a um, what's not Shield, but Cobra, Hydra, Hydra. <laughs> That's GI Joe. <laughs> oh my God, my Marvel card just shriveled up and died. No, it's alright. It's fine. Anyway, so he, but yeah, but he's one of those guys that kind of, he definitely excels at playing bad guys because he's kind of ripped and, and craggy and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But this movie, he's got such a sense of humor. You know I mean? I think it's yeah. like, that was, it was just, it was kind of fun. Well, and it whatever. was definitely like, he's doing the voiceover. It was like, this is me getting my coffee yeah. and getting attacked by people. And then, then you do the catalog of like, it is absolutely, completely 100% based on video games, right? Yeah. Which is actually, it it would actually be a, a fantastic reasonably... video game in a in a real like 
um, open open world situation yeah. where you start by um, getting killed and you have to avoid getting killed and then kill that guy but then other people are trying to kill you and you have to avoid getting killed in all these different ways but they keep finding you somehow mm -hmm. and so eventually he realizes that he has a tracker implanted in a molar and so right. he rips that out and that opens up a whole set of new possibilities of not dying mm -hmm. um, immediately and that was the so that's the the first act of the movie the second act is him running into his son from his ex-wife his hot ex-wife um, who is a scientist at some lab that does some sort of timey-wimey, oh, we won't talk about that yet. Yeah. And then um, he hangs out with his son, who is appearing to, appears to be buying drugs, but it turns out he's buying trading cards. <laughs> it's, like, so wholesome. <laughs> totally and then kidding. they spend the day, like, just playing video games together or whatever, and... Um, but, and that's... And he, like, he's like, oh, I should have spent more time with my son. And it's like, Ugh. you know, oh, okay. I mean, I was, I was saying this. <laughs> Making early. up for it I was, by. I was saying this earlier today that there's a way in which movies like this, where it's like this redemption arc for a completely, completely absent father, like so absent, his son doesn't even know it's his father. Like, I right. don't know the, <laughs> like, I, I don't know the situation that resulted in this kid's birth, but I kind of get the impression that some people were drunk and on leave. And yeah. then, you know, the, the, he just, he has been completely absent the whole time. And, and so the fact that he gets this redemption arc where, in which he does not behave like a parent, he behaves like a peer. Yeah. Like his point They play of, video they, games together. Yeah. They play video games together. They don't do like, like that is not being a parent. Right. Actually. I mean, I've played plenty of video games with my kids, but that's not the hard part. Right. That's like the bonus. Right. I mean, the idea is that, like, if you're being a parent, you're making choices that children don't want to make because children make bad choices. Um, except for this kid, who's actually making really good choices. Other than skipping school, he seems to be a pretty good kid. Uh, his mom did a great job. And, yeah. you know, yeah. not having a dad I mean, doesn't seem yeah, to afford him very I, much. I'm a, like, sort of constantly frustrated with movies like this where they <laughs> yeah. just like it's redemption arc for people who don't fucking deserve or it. or got bonus points in in act three when it's like and now mommy and daddy are getting back together you know i mean it's just like <sighs> yeah re, like remarriage plots also make yeah. it crazy on so every level possible during during the second act we also discover that there's something uh timey-wimey going on at his ex-wife's job um not ex-wife there's no world in which those two are married or his ex, he just called her his ex, so yeah. ex-girlfriend or whatever. Um, so he shows up there, but she's already dead at that point, and he thinks that she had died the night before, like before he wakes up, so it's like, well, crap, now what? But obviously she's done something that has involved him, and she's she's done this to him as part of her work, and there's something shady with work. They're bad right, people. Because, because, They're trying uh, to create a time machine, her, her and they don't deserve it. Her boss is Mel Gibson, who... It's interesting because, like, Mel Gibson has been... He plays a real-life bad guy. Well, yeah, but... He is a real-life bad guy. Right. I think that there's a kind of interesting thing going on in his latter-day career because he is absolutely, unrepentantly a fucking shitheel in reality. Yeah. Like, he has been outed as just about every bad thing that you can be as, a, as a, like, a, a, a man and a person. I did like his Hamlet, though. Absolutely. But... <laughs> And, but he's done a bunch of these roles where he is absolutely playing himself. Where yeah. he's like this absolute piece of shit who's like surveilling this woman. And, and you know, he's like, well, uh, you know, like that, 
now I can go back and fix everything in, you know, and he's like scoffing about liberals. And there are other movies I can think of that he's done this in where he's just like, yep, I'll just take that role because I'm super good at it because <laughs> yeah. I do it every day at home. Well, and then his henchman, uh, white boy Bob, who is this like <laughs> hulking big dude. Sasso, Sasso, something like that. Yeah, I but think... the, I mean, the, the the funniest thing about this movie is that it's um, uh, what was the name of the the company? It was like Die Now. Die Now. D Y N O W. It was like Die Now, right. and he's like dying every day, which is just like I mean, that's why this movie is hilarious. So um, when he does finally confront them, uh, the you know the bad guy and his henchman. Right. Um, and manages to get in there. He finds out a little bit about what, what she was doing and also finds out that she was alive 14 minutes after he woke up. That's so when she he, died. Right. And so he's like, oh my God, this is possible. And this is why I think it's it's a brilliant concept for a video game because it's an, it's an open world plan where you start by trying to avoid dying and so you learn all the skills of like being um, getting good at killing people, using the weapons, using whatever, until you finally find out that the, the real plot is that you need to jump into that helicopter that's shooting at you, mm-hmm. force that pilot to fly you to Die Now Corporation, <laughs> and then work on ways to try and use that 14 minutes, because now you have a 14-minute window where you can try and save her. Right. Um, and then when you do finally save her, it pushes the story forward a little bit more, and now you have a new plot in the open world mm-hmm. where you have to... Um, you know, go <laughs> go back and do it all again, only this time it's in sudden death mode because you won't be waking up next time after you die because yeah, you're yeah, out of the yeah. cycle. So you've reached Buddhist enlightenment, nirvana, <laughs> and, and that means you get to do it in, like in death most, mode. It's the most shite enlightenment of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, this is not, Yeah. this movie is not about like actual like soul enlightenment. It's just about no. hitting the boss level, super boss Yeah, what was the, you, you compared it to, um, was it Crank? Crank. Which it's is very the, the first person shooter movie that is. Uh, well, it's just, it's just. Or no, that's Hardcore Harry. That's Hardcore Harry. But no, Crank is the one where Jason Statham, it's like he's got a, they I don't know. He has some situation that he has to keep his heart rate above right. whatever. And so he's like running around and fucking people on TV. And right. I don't know. Just like do it like. Because it's like speed. Only the bomb is implanted. And if he goes less than 55 miles an hour, he'll die. Yeah. 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 Totally. And I think the best thing about that movie is the sequel because they like literally like he dies at the end of the first one. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And the second one, like, literally a forklift shows up, picks his dead body off the ground, and then they, like, zap him with shit, and then he has to do it all over again. Yeah. Which is also super video game-like. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I mean, you know, I don't think that these movies are successful on, like, a, I don't know, emotion. Like, they're not good <laughs> no but it is but so it's so funny and satisfying when he's like hilarious. doing the same thing over and over and over again and it just becomes comical you know like there's one of the one of the killers is this woman who's got a sword you know killed with a sword mal who does that right mm-hmm. and so she he, he's he names all of his his hitmen um she has a real but name. she has a real name and he's like and i know this because and then it's the scene of her like cutting his face off and saying i am guan yin and Guan Yin has, has done, done this. this. And she says that so, so many, many times, times. Yeah. in so many different situations. And, you know, until the end where he finds randomly this um, but, uh, Michelle, sword master, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh as the sword master. Like 
Fuck. Oh, so is um, Ken Yong Jong. Ken Jong is who also is the hilarious. bartender. He's like the bartender. Oh, because he's like, so funny. In many of the realities, the the Frank Grillo character, <laughs> Grillo character, <laughs> goes to the bar at like nine o'clock and then drinks himself into like. Twelve forty-two, I think something like 1147, that. Eleven forty-seven. Eleven whenever some specific time when all of the hitmen show up and kill him. Right. Anyway, but yeah, Ken Jong is like just doing his Ken Jong best. You know? Yeah. Like, oh my God, he like, is so funny. He is actually because sometimes I find him a little tiresome. Oh yeah. Um, but this one I was I was completely there for it. Yeah. Like, I thought he was doing a really like he's like hello sir osis of liver you know because like because he's. Because, you know, Grillo is, like... Drinking a lot. down at 9 o'clock in the morning. Well, and, I mean, that was kind of the, the joke, was that it's like he can drink as much as he wants until he gets killed, and then he never has a hangover. You know? I mean, it's great. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt as much. Because, you know what? Just like in Palm Springs, pain is real. Yeah. Although you don't get the impression that... I mean, again, this is not, this is not a thoughtful movie. No. <laughs> they haven't, like... It's an action-packed fun... <laughs> Except for that weird part where he plays video games with his kid, and that's kind of boring. Yeah, no, it's definitely like you didn't even need that. I don't know, yeah. whatever. But I feel like, and that's one of those things where it's just like these sorts of movies try to justify themselves with like some sort of uh, like thoughtful like redemption arc of him as right. a father. I'm gonna just, have the perfect day with my, my son, son, and then at the end of it, tell him that I'm his father, and it's like, oh, that sounds Come like the worst on. day for the kid. Right. Anyway, but yeah, but these these types of just like silly silly action movies often tack on some sort of like emotional through line, and it's so bad. Like they yeah. just shouldn't even do it. They should just no. Because the fun part is like the is the jumping into the helicopter and quipping and, and you know yeah cutting people's faces off with swords yeah. and, and just all of the goofy nonsense that goes on in them. And anyway, I just thought. I don't know. The whole thing was a lot of fun and and super dumb and I just <laughs> and I thought it was just in really stark contrast, like where we were talking about those other three Groundhog Day movies and it's like talking about Buddhism. Well, and we're talking about enlightenment. We're talking about you know. Well, you know, it's about like grief and regret yeah, and, and and you know recovery <laughs> from addiction and. Well, and this one was about regret in the sense that he's like, oh my god, I was such a bad father. Ooh, let's play video games. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like that's, oh, that's you don't even just, care. On. That doesn't that doesn't have any reality. That has no, no reality in that movie. That's yeah, well, I'm kind of surprised that the kid knows who he is, given well, the I mean, history. They even say in the text that it's like, so the kid's 11, and the, like he hasn't seen this kid in a like a few years, and I read a few to be at least three. Yeah, which is funny because it's like you couldn't have made time at any any point during that time to like go say hi. Right, and I mean, uh, once and you also, knew it was your like, kid. I mean, if you felt this strongly about him, right. you, I mean, now all of a sudden that especially, you're trapped in the same world over and over again. because, like, you know, we get to see the night before, like, he's like, well, you know, I, it's all sad because, you know, now my ex is dead and, and I, I could have talked to her yesterday. And, like, he had gone into Die Now Industries. <laughs> Die and, Now. And talked to his ex, who was now when we watched BTW. Yeah, his hot ex. Yeah. And, um... He brings this, like, 
he has a resume with him that he's clearly like barfed on and folded <laughs> up and stuck well, in his pocket. But, I mean, she asked him to to come because she's like, "We're hiring, uh, you know, for okay, security." But... And then he's like, "I thought you were hiring for security." She's like, "I need okay, security." I, I'm cause... just saying that like the only reason he went in there is this mercenary like maybe I can get a job. By handing her this grease-stained resume. Well, no, but this was like, her master plan all along. Was no, I mean, the movie is called that... Boss Level. She knew <laughs> I, what she was doing. I get that that's what she's doing, but I'm just saying that, like, his whole thing about, like, I want to see my son is, like, fine or whatever, but that was clearly not your motivation for going in there. Like, you just no, decided to... No, that was, like, to, accidentally to after bring, the fact. You brought that <laughs> up after the fact because you want to hassle your ex basically is what yeah. i read is going on yep which is dumb anyway yeah. but yeah so like many of these kinds of movies it's like don't think too much about literally any emotional state of any one of these <laughs> yeah. movies and it'll be fine <laughs> yeah just be there for the ken jong you know quips and then yeah. and the jumping out of helicopters and it'll be amazing and you'll have a good time yep yep <laughs>